And this is kind of a, a big, I think, horror movie survival guide lesson that I kind of gleaned from this, where if you, it's just, it's really important to like your friends. Mm-hmm. It's really important that you like them, that you think they're good people. Because if one of your friends has like a criminal record that he cannot get another one, and you guys go out to like spend a weekend in a cabin, something's going to happen where he's going to get another one, and then he's going to bail on some situation that you would never otherwise bail to, and set into motion a series of events that is just going to end in all of you guys dying. Horror Movie Survival Guide is a weekly podcast where two unlikely gorehounds delve into our horror movie notebook from college, in which we meticulously kept track of every film we watched in the horror movie section of our local video store in our quest to learn how to survive and to ensure we end up as As the the final final girl. girl. Join Julia and Marion as we revisit the classic and obscure horror VHS we viewed and logged in our notebook, breaking each movie down one by one, speaking out over all the ghastly minutia, and ultimately illuminating illuminating the path path to survival. Okay. And a one, and a two, and a... Hey! Hey, everyone. Welcome to Horror Movie Survival Guide. I am Julia. I'm Marion. We are the first podcast from Indie Popcorn recording here at The Circus. And this is episode 32. <gasps> Nothing can call it off. That's the title. Mm-hmm. We're talking about 1988's Pumpkin Head. Or Pumpkin Head, which is said a lot in this movie. Yeah, Pumpkin. Pumpkin. I like so that So it's either Pumpkin or Pumpkin. But Pumpkin's not very scary. Also, I just think if that was the title of this movie, it'd be confusing. Like, what's a pumpkin? What's a pumpkin? Well, uh, where you go, like, pumpkin chunking. Like, where you, like, shoot oh, them yeah, out of cannons yeah, yeah. and yeah. stuff. Maybe, were they doing that in 88? I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. I, I think they'd be doing that for quite a while. Just <laughs> Probably. chucking pumpkins. Probably. Um, <laughs> so this is Stan Winston's directorial debut. It is. Stan Winston of, like, all the visual effects fame of, uh, I guess he had just, pro- uh, he had done Terminator before this? Yeah, so he did Terminator, he did Aliens, he did T2, mm-hmm. he did Predator, he and did... It, Monster Squad. Nice. And a couple years, he will be building dinosaurs for Jurassic Park. But before that, he's going to direct another movie. So this movie, this movie has nothing to do with this movie, but I got to say it because <laughs> I got to bring this movie up. Uh, the next movie that Stan Winston does in 1990 is mm-hmm. called Gnome the Gnorm. Oh, shut up. No. No, Gnorm the G- Gnome. Uh, it's a buddy cop movie with <sighs> Anthony Michael Hall and a gnome. <laughs> it is terrible. <laughs> it's so bad. It's really awful. I'm sorry, Stan Winston. So, like, okay, but watching this movie, I got to... I like that this is, like, his highbrow work. It's, like, yes. Pumpkinhead compared Pumpkinhead to... and then and then Gnome named Gnorm. Wow. Um, and I'm, I'm saying it like that because that's really how he says his name. He says his name is Gnome. Gnorm. I'm sorry. That's really? Just, yeah. The whole movie, he's like, I'm a Gnome. Uh, yeah. Here's and my, my Gnome-mobile. Na- and my name is Gnorm. Can I have some Gnome fries with that? Yep. Really? Mm-hmm. That would annoy me. Mm-hmm. Huh. And he wears sunglasses at one point. It's pretty great. Unbelievable. Buddy cop movie. That reminds me, you remember that Whoopi Goldberg gnome. movie where it's like her, she's, it's like a buddy cop, but her partner's a dinosaur? A T-Rex. Wow. The buddy cop movie. Okay. With but, like unlikely partners. What a terrible genre. It is a terrible genre. But, anyway. But we like horror movies. So let's talk <laughs> a about A good those. genre. Uh, so Pumpkinhead uh, was made for $3.5 million. Okay. It made 4.3. Okay. I mean. It made it back. It did make it back. I get, I mean, I, I assume that it had to because they made three of these? Three sequels. Three sequels. So there's four altogether. Okay. I, we have not seen the sequels. Uh-uh. Um, so the only thing I could remember from watching this in college with you, mm-hmm. um, I remembered there was a dirty kid that I really liked. That's all I remember. I was like, uh, There's a di- the one with the dirty kid. The and dirty kid. I watched this with my friend Matt and he was like, what? 
And I was like, the dirty kid. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. But then it's Bunt who we will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Total dirty kid. He mm-hmm. is. He's great. Um, <laughs> I only really remembered the creature. I don't think okay. I really remembered anything else about this movie um, except for the creature, which I think Stan Winston would probably be pretty pleased about. Okay, so this is this movie, like, I, I figured out the difference between, because I had always lumped Stan Winston and Tom Savini in, like, the same, you know, I'm like, oh, they're makeup guys. Got but it. But it's like. Sam Winston's into building creatures. Uh-huh. Tom Savini's into like gory effects, uh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. head blowing up mm-hmm. or you know somebody getting stabbed or like right. whatever. And I was like, oh, right. okay, yeah. I see the difference. So now. you're perhaps not asking Tom Savini to build you dinosaurs. Exactly. I gotcha. Okay. But if you want somebody with like a severed head, he's your guy. Right. Okay. Fair play. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Um, and it has to be said that the monster is fantastic in this. It film. is. Yeah. No, the monster is really cool. And I and again, Julie and I, if you listen to the podcast, know that we're big fans of sort of practical effects. Right. And I love that they built this thing, and I think it's pretty cool looking. It's huge and it's scary. Yeah, and it's no good. It's uh, kind of reminds me a little bit of Aliens. A little okay, bit. well, um, uh, makes sense. Yeah, Same guy. yeah. Um, so basically, this movie start opens in 1957, mm-hmm. and there's this rural family that's kind of locked themselves in to the cabin, uh, the Claytons, um, and or their uh, friend from their friend Clayton, and um, there's knock at the door, and they're trying to put their son to bed, and someone's trying to get in, and all this kind of frantic stuff. And the mother begs the father to let this person in. And he's like, I can't, I can't do it. And he starts talking to the guy through the door. And like, it's not our problem. Get away from the door. And you're like, but why won't they let this man in? And the guy runs away off their property. And then the little boy gets up out of his bed and looks out the window and sees sort of this creature in the shadows lifting this guy up and paling him and horribly, horribly killing him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then his little boy's face morphs into Lance Henriksen's face. And now it's like modern times, uh, or 1988. Um, and we meet Lance Henriksen, who is a single father of a very adorable little boy. Yes, who's little like Billy. eight years old or something. He looks, like, he looks like he's like five or six. He's pretty little, yeah. He's little. Yeah, but he could just be one of those little kids, you know? They're just sort of really kind of... There's questions we'll have later about this, because he okay. is... I think he's really young. I think oh, he's nine right. years old when they did this. I just looked up his age. In real life? Okay. In real life? IRL just... at this time in 1988. He would have been... He's was born in 79. Wow, that kid oh, okay. looks so little. Yeah, yeah he, maybe they spent a little bit on post on this movie, though. I don't know. Uh, I don't it know. Came out in eighty-eight. Um, okay, okay. He looks small. Um, uh, they also have a dog named Gypsy. <laughs> You're gonna say the same thing I am. Yes. Oh, Julia, uh, <laughs> whose real name is Mushroom, mm-hmm. uh, who is also Barney in Gremlins. Yep. And I thought about that. I think I was thinking about that. I'm like that dog because he's a very strange looking kind of mutt yeah. of a dog. And IMDb was like, yep, same dogs and gremlins. I'm like, Mushroom. Ah. Such a cute name Mushroom. for a dog. Gypsy's also a pretty cute name Gypsy's for a dog. Gypsy's pretty cute. Um, so, yeah, basically we meet uh, Lance and his kid. Uh, what's the kid's name again? Billy. Billy. Um, how did I forget that? And, uh, and there's basically a lot of, as much as you can with Lance Hendrickson, a lot of cute father-dad stuff, you know, where they live in their little rural cabin. Mm-hmm. Um, and he like washes his hands and, you know, kind of reads stories to him and his son makes this little necklace, um, that has kind of like this weird sort of man figure thing on it. So the dad puts it on. Say he'll never take it off. He'll never take it off and, um, and all that kind of stuff. And then they, uh, they head off to the store that they run, the sort of like general store in the middle of nowhere. So the movie's very confusing geographically Mm -hmm. because like there where you, you, they have this like store that literally is in the middle of like the desert and it like looks like Arizona or, Mm -hmm. you know, Nevada or something. And then you have these like hillbillies yeah. that look like they're from like Tennessee yeah. and then later they go to a swamp and I'm like where are they? Yeah where is this movie? They're just in like America. I, and then also too it's a little bit like the people who are sort of the rural folk have this sort of rural folk accent. Yes. Um, and then yeah like the city kids show up and it's the same thing. Yeah you're just like they have a very 
frankly, LA kind of accent. And you're like, where is this from? Where They just kind of call them city folk. City folk. They're city folk. Um, so they have a cute little grocery store. I that guess they, we all sound the same as city folk, maybe. I guess so we do. all of our accents are Snotty and snobby. Oh, snotty. Oh, snooty. Uh, snooty. <laughs> um, so, yes, yeah, so they go to the cabin uh, and uh, they open everything. They open it up. And again, it's sort of, uh, it's one of these kind of horror films where it's sort of an idyllic relationship and they're poor, but they have each other kind of thing. And so you're like, wow, this is all going to turn real fast. Um, so I remember watching this movie and being like, dog or boy, dog or boy, dog or boy. Like, which one's going to get it? One of them's going to get it. Somebody's going to die. Someone's going to get it. Um, and uh, so we also meet uh, another uh, kind of local uh, like farmer or whatever um, shows up and he's got a truck full of like these ragamuffin kids. So this is where Dirty Kid comes <laughs> this in. This is where Dirty Kid comes the in. The most of... dirtiest family. Yeah, they're really, I mean, it's, it's like, like Dust Bowl, it totally. I'm like, it's so Steinbeck. Like, yeah. it's like, it's like the most Steinbeck family shows up. Um, and uh, they're there to buy feet and like all this kind of stuff and one of the it's like uh, six kids or something one of the kids is uh mayim bialik of blossom and big bang theory fame her film debut her film debut um she's one of the ragamuffin kids and uh and they start teasing their little brother they right. start pushing him back and forth what and are they teasing him about about punk and has gonna come come punk get you come get you mm-hmm. like no he's not exist. he doesn't exist oh yeah he does he's gonna come get you so that's what we sort of learn the lore of like what this pumpkin head is and what he's gonna you know what's and gonna all do. the kids are afraid of them yeah and then um and then we also have our group of teenagers or young adults show up um and they're driving uh there's there's one that has a separate car that is uh, dragging a bunch of dirt bikes and then some other kids in a different car like and they in all... a trans am so you know the guy is gonna be a chump yes uh and yeah he is man so yeah it's the ch- joel is like joel? the chumpiest this guy is the Ugh. worst in this movie Why i mean in a long friends? series of horror movie jerks this guy's like one of the top of my list. I'd say this guy's top five. Like yeah. he is a terrible human being in this movie. Um, so he shows up with his girlfriend um, and a brother and uh, a girl who's sort of going to be our final girl, Tracy, yep. who's like a photojournalist. Ending and why. Mm-hmm. Ending and why. Ding. Again. Um, and so they're all kind of there at the same time, like the ragamuffin kids. And, you know, so it's kind of chaos at the local store. So ragamuffin kids and uh, their dad takes off. And Lance Henderson takes off, which is a very strange move here. This is like one of the things. Well, they set it up because the, he has something that the farmer wants. And right. then he's like, oh, I don't have it. I'll run back to the house and get it. And again, if you're sort of in this rural community where like nobody locks their doors to leave your seven-year-old and his dog in charge of the shop, you know, in 1988, maybe this is not a terrible idea. But there's also a bunch of city kids on dirt bikes. Like they're yeah. doing that as he's leaving. That's true. I so, mean, there is maybe some questionably, questionable parenting He's a little here. young for that. I say just take him along for the ride. Yeah. Oh, all this mess could be avoided. I know. So the kids, Joel and his brother, uh, unhook the dirt bikes and start going dirt bike crazy outside the store and leave Billy alone. Um, and then Gypsy gets loose and runs after the bikes and Billy runs after Gypsy and then the guys come up over their bikes and they fully run this kid over and he's got like the little glasses. So I was having, I was having like a, my girl Macaulay Culkin mm-hmm. moment. We're like, he broke his glasses. And, um, and so, uh, yeah, they run him over, break his glasses and Joel being the outstanding human being that he is sees it is like, Oh, and the girls immediately are like, Oh my gosh. And start like trying to do what they can for the kid. Joel grabs his dirt bike, starts hooking it back up, and tries to leave. And everyone's like, what are you doing? And this is kind of a a big, I think, horror movie survival guide lesson that I kind of gleaned from this, where if you, it's just, it's really important to like your friends. Mm -hmm. It's really important that you like them, that you think they're good people. Because if one of your friends has like a criminal record that 
he cannot get another one and you guys go out to like spend a weekend in a cabin, something's going to happen where he's going to get another one and then he's going to bail on some situation that you would never otherwise bail to and set into motion a series of events that is just going to end in all of you guys dying. Yeah. So I just think it's good to have friends who are good human beings and don't have criminal records. I just think. Don't be friends with criminals. Don't that's be, I mean, that's it's just, what Marion's saying. Don't be friends with people who, quote, can't get another one. You know? He was like, what did he say? He's like, they'll fry me if I... And I'm like, what? Why are you with this guy? Because he's already had a hit and run. Right. He's already hit somebody and left. Right. So. And again, why are you going out with somebody who hit a human being and just went, you know, left? Um, let's go Let's go hang out with that guy for the weekend. So horror movies are not a good tip, guys. Just like your friends. Just yeah. be friends with good people. It's just it's not that hard. So uh, he does leave. He fully leaves. Not only does he leave, he leaves. He takes his girlfriend with him. Um, and then uh, there's no phone at the uh, hardware store or the local the store that they have to call anybody. So one of the guys decides to stay. And Tracy and her boyfriend say they're going to like go run to the cabin and use the phone at the cabin. Um, and when they get there... Joel, being the worst, has pulled the phone cord out of the socket. So it's ruined the phone. So he can't call. Um, and they start getting into it with him. And, you know, there's not really a lot of, because the story is not really meant to be about these guys. So you don't really have like a lot of backstory of like the friend dynamic. But you see it play out here where Tracy is like, you're insane. What are you doing? So he locks Tracy and her boyfriend in a closet. And basically, I guess, is just going to wait to see how this thing plays out. Like, I don't really know what Joel's plan is. But. I don't know. But they, they leave. So uh, we learn that uh, the guy that they leave with Billy, uh, very hurt Billy, is uh, his, is Joel's brother. Yeah. Steve. Steve. That's yes. right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it only makes sense when you figure out that he's his brother. Because I'm like, there's no way that this kid's just going to, like, stay with him. Blah, 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 yeah, his yeah, yeah. brother. Mm-hmm. So Lance Henderson, of course, comes, comes back. And, like, comes running and mm-hmm. sees what's happened and... It's very sad. Yeah, and he gives like the look of death to Steve, where Steve's like, can I do anything to help? And he just like stops and look at him. There was like a movie sting in that moment of in the film. And I'm like, you you don't need that movie. Like if Lance Henriksen gives you the look of death, yeah. you're done. Yeah. No extra. It doesn't need any help, you know? There, There isn't a lot of, I wish there were, like, like he would explain it more. Like even though Lance Henriksen yeah. doesn't want to hear it, you're just like, look, this he is what happened. Totally. Like he's like, it's an accident, but yeah. he doesn't, like if he had done more explaining, yeah. all, of all of this may have, may have been Maybe. avoided. Maybe. But then again, he seems pretty distraught and out of it. And like fair play, like your, you know, seven-year-old got run over by dirt bikes. That's Which he doesn't bad. take to the hospital. No, he doesn't. But also what I kind of, I will say, and I'm a big softy when it comes to these things, the boy's actual death scene when they go home killed me, like made me so, so sad. But I kind of interpreted that was one of those things where once he kind of gives the boy kind of a look over and scoops him up, I felt like he knew his son was dying. And because they live out like podunk nowhere, I think he thought like he wouldn't make it to the hospital. And if he did, that's not where he wanted him to die. I think it was more kind of like this rural mentality where you want people to die in some place that's good for them rather than like save a life, save a life. It's like he sees the writing on the wall. So he takes him home and he starts telling him a story in his lap. And then the little boy's like, daddy. And then he just dies. And I was like, ugh, movie. Um, I thought that was such a part of the full movie. Okay. But I'm a big, big softie for those moments. Um, so that's Marion. Um, <laughs> but Lance Henriksen is not a big softie at all. Um, and so uh, the brother, Steve, goes back to the cabin and kind of explains like how the whole deal went down. And he cannot convince Joel to do anything. Like He's like, no, no, like I'm going to. It's all about me and what will happen to me. And he's like, no, we can explain it was an accident. Like, it'll be fine. But, like, reason does not make any sense to him. So um, Lance Henriksen uh, goes back to the farmer, puts his boy in the truck, uh, and goes back to uh, the farmer's house and says, yeah, I think you kind of know this old woman who 
has a special power to help people out who need special powers. And, um, and the farmer's like, I don't know what you're talking about. No, like, and he shows him the, bo- the body of his boy. And he's like, mm, nope, 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 can't do it. But Dirty Kid, your favorite. Bunt. Bunt is like Hey Lance Henriksen, a.k.a. Ed Harley. He's got just like, he's got cute hair and like, I just don't understand why they're so dirty, but I, I kind of into it. There's something very artful dodger about him. Yeah. I think that's kinda, what's kind of charming about kinda him. Kind of spunky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but he's like, yeah, I know where this old lady lives, who you're looking for. I'm not going to, I'll go with you part of the way because she's terrifying. Um, so he takes him to Haggis. Uh the, like the it's most a, old crone, crony's crone. This lady, this lady really made me kind of think like how I want to get old because I'm mean, part of me is sort of like you want to go like full classy, long white hair, sort right. of elegant clothes and that. And then part of me is like, it could just be really fun to go full old crone, like just <laughs> full, like, you know, her face is unbelievable. And she lives in this house where it's like bones and rats and snakes and just all kind of, you know, where it's just, just, it's just crazy. Like she's you, a swamp witch. She's a full swamp witch. I'm like, oh, maybe I want to go swamp witch. Like I don't know. <laughs> it's like we're all gonna make some choices, you know? Because like I can't see you as swamp witch. Really? I'm sorry. I can go full swamp you witch. You have to wear like big flowing. You give me robes. fifty years, Terry. I'm gonna go full swamp witch. Um, <laughs> some crazy necklaces. But that's the thing. It's like I'm pretty lazy about clothes and stuff. I could let my hair grow really long. Yeah. And, like I could just go full swamp witch. Okay. Um, I like woodland creatures, you know, so they could just be hanging out. All like right. I just gotta learn. I gotta get some power. I gotta like learn how to do yeah, spells. Work on the everyone's powers. gonna assume I have powers, right. and if I have no powers, it's like you know, it's kind of disappointing. I don't want to be a disappointing swamp witch. So, <laughs> so yeah, disappointing um, swamp, disappointing witch. swamp witch. Um, but Haggis, the swamp witch, is not disappointing. Um, she, yeah, she knows Ed Harley shows up and has the body of his son and, and drops she, it off, and she says, "I can't help you." Yeah, you know, it's which like is what they always say. She can't bring him back from the dead. That's uh-huh. already done. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Nope, that's not what I want." I remember this crazy night when I was a little kid back in the 50s where I saw this creature and so she understands what he wants and it's this interesting like thing where she goes and has him go to a pumpkin patch so, like the world's scariest pumpkin patch off her property right. and then he has to crawl up is it like a big tree stump or a I mountain think it's like dirt? A like, mausole- what is that? I think it's like a mausoleum and just the top's not on it. Oh, That's what I figured it was. Oh, okay. But she, he says, she says, go back, go to Razorback Hollow, yes. which is uh, a place, a graveyard for kinfolk you're ashamed of, which is really sad. So it's pumpkin patch slash graveyard? Because there yes. are pumpkins there. There are pumpkins there. Okay. But she does say, she does say a graveyard for kinfolk you're ashamed of. Oh, okay. So if somebody's done something eh, you bury him there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he says, how will I know the grave? And she says, you'll know. Got and it. so it's like this raised. It's like this huge know. barrow, yeah. And they built some sets. Yeah, they did. And they created some atmosphere. Yeah. Like Stan Winston's like, I need 90 smoke machines. Yeah. Go. And the creepiest pumpkins in our creepy pumpkin patch, they're all like kind of gray and like horrible looking. And you, it's one of those great sets where you can, you feel like you can smell it. Yeah. You know, even though it's just visual. So I really enjoyed that. I feel like this, this is the part of the movie where Stan Winston's like, excellent. Let's uh-huh. do this thing. Um, and so, yeah. So basically he digs a body mm-hmm. up. And was all who's like buried in like the crouch position, yeah. so it's like this little bundle. And what a bad day for Lance Henderson. He's just been carrying dead bodies, I know. like all day. Check your kid. This guy, I don't even know this guy, but yep. here I am, second body of the day. Yeah, no, it's not good. Um, and you can tell that you know, obviously, the way that they're having Lance Henderson kind of play this, where he's so kind of 
like overwrought with grief. He doesn't really know what he's doing yeah. and he's not thinking things clearly. Um, it's kind of a pet cemetery kind of thing. It's very pet cemetery. Yeah. Which I, it, which is sort of my beef with that movie and part of it where you were just like, but why would, but then when you're really thinking about like father grief and right. you know, dead kid, you're going to be doing some insane crap. And I think this play, this movie all takes place in one day. I think it's... I think you're right. Which is crazy. I think it's that morning. And then it's all the way to the evening. Good call. Mm-hmm. I do like those 24-hour horror films. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is kind of interesting. It's a bad day. Yeah. No, it's that's not good. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, basically he digs up this... He basically uh, uh, digs up the corpse, takes it back to Haggis. We go briefly back to the cabin um, where... <laughs> the cabin of, like, two nice people and four, like, chicken shit people. Mm-hmm. And um, the, my favorite line is in the movie then uh, where uh, Tracy's locked in uh, the closet with her boyfriend and she says, when we get out of here, Joel's going to be carrying his balls in a knapsack. And you're like, okay, Tracy, I guess you're our final girl. Yeah. I guess I guess that's what that line means. Um, but then Haggis does her like blood ritual thing and brings this corpse to life. And, and she puts the blood of Lance Hendrickson, the blood of Billy, Billy. and mm-hmm. then the blood of pumpkin head and, and says she, some witchy things right yep some mm-hmm. swamp witch chants right mm-hmm. and lo and behold a pumpkin head is born yeah and you get to see the birth sequence of the pumpkin head which right. is which is great which again stan winston's just like well of course we're doing this yes like, why are we the not whole doing thing this? The, whole, the entire thing and it's yeah it's a it's kind of hard to describe but it is a kind of aliens looking creature like it's very it's very tall it's and very kind of skeletal yeah got this weird sort of like kind of cylindrical sort of head and it's, it's very kind of spindly arms and legs um pointy nate like like it could like impale you with its finger yes and he and she tells him which is the uh tagline for this film as well for each of man's evils a special demon exists yeah so this is the specific like vengeance demon so basically this thing goes after you and just doesn't stop till all you're dead yes yeah so if you have somebody you want killed mm-hmm. you just gotta call him pumpkin and he'll kill him and he'll take care but, of it but there's a there's a catch of course there's, there's a always catch. a catch there's always a catch the catch is uh, that you, uh, Lance Hendrickson, is going to see all of these things being being done. So he'll watch all the horrific deaths. And it's also killing him and kind of turning him into yeah. Pumpkinhead. So like he gets like a nosebleed every time he has these visions. So like you experience the revenge taking. So yes. it's not, a, it kind of reminds me of, um, did you hear about that that uh, that thought experiment called the trolley problem? Mm-mm. You heard about that? You heard about this, Terry? It was on The Good Place. They did a whole episode on it. Oh, it's okay. pretty freaking great. It's this. It's just this thought experiment th- about um, people who. So you know, you're on a you're on a trolley and it's run away, and there are five guys who are doing work in the train uh, the train tracks ahead of you, and you can't warn them or tell them the trolley's about to run them over. But you have a lever, and if you pull this lever, the lo- the trolley will jump the tracks to a separate track where there is only one person who is working on the track that you cannot warn about the trolley. So, you know, do you pull the lever to jump the tracks and kill the one person so the five people? And you ask this question to everybody, and, you know, 90% of the people say, yes, I pull the lever and I kill the one person of the five people because that's a better deal. And then you say, okay, well, next question. You are now on a bridge that is over the tracks and the runaway trolley is happening and you can see it. And it's still going for the five guys and you can't warn the guys. But you need something very, but you could use something very large to drop from the bridge onto the tracks of the trolley and stop it. And next to you happens to be a very big fat man. And you realize if you push the man onto the tracks, that will stop the trolley. Do you push the man onto the tracks to stop the trolley or do you do nothing and let it play out? And um, how people answer the question almost always flips. The majority of people say, no, I wouldn't push the man. They would pull the lever, but they wouldn't push the man. Right. And the math is the same in either situation. But it's, it, 
it has attachment. to do, exactly. And so sort of like with Pumpkinhead, like the fact that he, he wants the vengeance, but he wants the detached vengeance where like he just sends Pumpkinhead it's, it's off. passive. I'm going to go home and like eat dinner and you do And this. just go murder all these people who murdered my kid. Thank you. Bye. And so, yeah, but, in, but, but once he starts and of course, Haggis, the witch does not tell him this. And so when the first couple murders happen, so initially like Maggie goes out for a wander and Steve tries to get her and then, you know, Steve gets taken out and then Maggie gets taken out. And they find Steve's uh, blood soaked sweatband. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun. in a very 80s i know, you know 80s murder oh, the 80s um, synths in these oh yeah this movie's intense and is. not in a good way it's a bit much i don't uh, know i'm not into the, the music in this one yeah but i did like that twist where lance henriksen felt each murder as it was happening and he by the second one he's like or sort of the vengeance i suppose by the second one you, he has this look like all right all right like this is not what i signed up for like i did this is no i don't want and also they the deaths in a lot of cases like you can he's also going through the torture of the kids before they're killed right. where like they're running and they're screaming and like he can hear the running and the screaming in his head and i thought that was kind of a good idea i feel like if you're if you're going to a swamp witch to make a deal you're basically de- making a deal with satan in a way like you know there's going to be it's not going to be nice and clean and pretty but people and she don't said know that. i know but she says that too like did you expect it to be easy because it's not you know and he's like huh no, I did. I think I you think you, that's the thing. Uh, it's a horror movie survival guide tip that yeah. you know if you're going to make a deal with a demon or Satan or a swamp yeah. witch, it's going to be nasty. Yeah, and like you're going to get dragged into it. And she and he says my favorite quote mm-hmm. where she he says to her, "God damn you, God damn you," and she says, "He already has son. He already has." Snap. So yeah, I mean that's a, you see how evil she is. No, for sure. And that's the, and that is a good just a good tip. Like yeah, if you do make a deal with the devil, it's just not going to be pretty. No. It's not going to be just the thing you want. The consequences are just going to find you. I find it so whiny that he does that. <laughs> I'm like, really? come on, man. But no, it makes sense to me though because he wants the vengeance. It's born out of grief. It's not like it's like you took my thing, I take your thing. You know, right. it's not because he legitimately wants all these like young people murdered. Yeah, but it's just like, ow, you hit me. I want to hit you back. You know. But oh wait. This is actually pretty terrible. Um, so uh, what also st- strikes me as very odd in this movie is all of a sudden Joel does this total 180 randomly where he's been a horrible human being up until this point. And then all of a sudden he's like, you know what, guys, I'm going to turn myself in. Yeah, let's 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 go. You know, let's go. Let's go. Tell them that that I ran over a kid. And it's ridiculous because it's only done because, you know, they're going to kill him in like three seconds. Yeah. And they want it to have some sort of suspense or you want the audience to kind of root for like, don't kill Joel. But it just it comes no. out of nowhere. And well, like does- the actor is a very fine actor. But like it, it just seemed like. What? He does like a like a like, and now I'm gonna like nobly sacrifice myself. I'm gonna go out and give myself to Pumpkinhead. I'm the one you want. I know totally. Which again, it's just like, but you have been a dick for like an hour, like yeah. the worst of the worst. You weren't even like on the fence, full dick, and like now all of a sudden you're like, <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> you know, all of a sudden you're you're just She's... like, take me. I'm the one you want. I'm like, go to hell. Yeah. You are not. Kill Joel. Yeah. Um, so then uh, Lance Henderson, getting no help from Haggis, decides to go back to no. Mm-hmm. The kids go to the kids are running for help. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but he but he does like get in his truck and he's like, all right, like let's you know let's see and, what I can do. Uh, Tracy and Chris mm-hmm. go to uh, the back to the dirty kids' house, right, to try to get some help. Yeah, and sort of like a, a replay of the beginning of the movie. They're banging on the doors and whatever, and like the the dirty kids' uh, dad is like, nope, not letting you in. And the get entire off my family's all sitting there, and nobody's no, going to let you, you in. And they don't understand. And I think that's kind of cool, sort of from like from Tracy's point of view. I sort of enjoy how Tracy and her boyfriend are very like she gets a meat cleaver immediately. Like she understands all is not right. And uh, 
Um, but she doesn't know why. And so a lot of them are, they're sort of always contained with like, what is this thing and why, but why? Because I think they understand like the running over the kid was pretty bad, but I don't think they put the two of them together. So she's like, what is this thing? What's happening? Um, and Dirty Kid, which I thought was kind of interesting, tries to take them to sacred ground. Yes. Like maybe this will work. Yeah. He like, you, you have a nice little sis- scene with Bunt and his sister where he's going to sneak out and he's like, I'm going to help them and I'm going to see if Pumpkinhead's real because mm-hmm. everybody's this, he's heard this legend. You use it to like scare your children into being right. a good person, which is always a weird parental tactic. Yes. Um, so he decides, yes, so he has this abandoned church. He takes him to this abandoned church mm-hmm. um, and Pumpkinhead shows up. Mm-hmm. In like the thing about Pumpkinhead, I know Stan there's Winston. A lot, there's a lot of like head to toe shots. The, the thing about Stan Winston is like he's trying to make this an epic beast. Yeah, and the it's it's so theatrical because every, Pumpkinhead has his own lighting. Yeah. And like his own, and like, the wind smoke, that always kicks up whenever he shows leaves, up, and which like, is cool because he's like a supernatural being. Yeah, and he's got like sound effects, mm-hmm. and it's like oh, like you know when Pumpkinhead showed up. Yeah, because you can hear it. You guys hearing that? I think he's coming. But it's, yeah, it's such a, it's such a, I feel like if you're really like a demon beast, you would just be like, I, just like, go, kill, go, kill, uh-huh. go, you know, and it's you like, don't think you'd have it's your like traveling sa- road show of savoring like, yeah. each and he's, and he kills everybody in like very different mm-hmm. ways. They're all like this kind of yeah. theatrical. If I was a kill beast, I would definitely have my own soundtrack. I'm I mean, sorry. that makes sense. And lighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And fog. Yeah. yeah you want to like show up and people are in awe right yeah that, uh, that makes sense and the, so part of it the revenge is not only to kill them but to terrify them before you do it right, right. so presumably that's kind of part of the you know sure and he's a good beast yeah uh, but that whole uh abandoned church thing does not work at all which i which i really enjoy because you're like oh we're gonna learn the creature's power oh oh no 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 it doesn't matter it doesn't Pumpkin matter it's just like fuck this church yeah oh is this a church doesn't matter like, just gonna just like goes, destroy all the crosses trump, and like trump, there's, trump, a, there's trump, a bunch trump. of like god versus devil thing that i Definitely. think uh, I think is aiming a little high for this movie. Sure. But uh, I think it would have made more sense if sort of if the mother and sort of the opening sequence, like she was sort of praying to God. And so you had this a sense that there's sort of like sides. Right. But to me, this is a simple vengeance tale. So yeah. I don't really understand how God enters into it. So but, you know, whatever. Um, and uh, yeah, because one of the girls, uh, Maggie has a crucifix. She, yeah. And but like, again, seems to come kind of come out of nowhere. And you're like, yeah, whatever movie. Um, but no, that does not work. And so they kind of keep running away. And uh uh, what's Tracy's boyfriend's name again? Chris. Chris. Um, who, who to me is like a kind of like poor man's Lance guest. Oh, yeah, I can see that. Um, and then there was another uh, Kim, who was Joel's girlfriend. I kept thinking it was Ashley Lawrence when I first That's saw her. That's really funny. And I was like, oh, so there's like a like a like a little bit higher budget of this movie, where it's Ashley Lawrence and last That's guest really of funny. these characters. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, so Chris uh, try you know uh, one of the motorbikes shows up, and this is where it got a little silly for me. I don't know if you remember this, where he the motorbike is there, one of the dirt bikes, and he's like, oh, okay, I'm going to get on it, and he gets on it, and then he hears the the traveling you know roadshow of sound effects and looks up. <laughs> <laughs> and sees Pumpkinhead, who's holding the chain to the bike. And it's a little bit like what we talked about in other movies, where sort of like bad creatures suddenly start using tools, you know, sort of like Night of the Living Dead, and suddenly they can use tools. And like, they can't use tools. No, you can't decide 70 minutes into it that they can use tools, you know? Well, it, it, as we learn, um, and we're, we're near to the end of this movie, so we can, we can reveal the yeah. kind of twist, mm-hmm. is that... Uh, it, it would make sense as if he's slowly becoming more pumpkin head, slowly becoming, becoming more human because he actually is Lance Gett. Yeah, Lance no. Hendrickson. Lance Guest. Um, oh, yeah, he is Lance Guest. Um, <laughs> no, Lance Hendrickson. That would be a great reveal. Ah. Dun, dun, dun. 
Uh, no, he Pumpkinhead is Lance Henderson. So yeah. he. Uh, so Lance, when you keep going back to Lance, like the the face of Pumpkinhead, it's slowly morphing, which is terrifying. Yeah, which is a little terrifying, and it's looking more and more like Lance Henriksen. Which in the beginning you're like, what? But then as you can see, like with each kill, he's sort of identifying more and more with like the person who made him. Um, right, and, and there's a so he uh, Lance. Henderson, so I guess that's an argument for why he can learn tools because because he's turning a human. I guess so. it actually has a little bit of a All explanation, right. Right. Uh, but like Lance guess, like uh, Lance guess. God damn it! <laughs> now that you're in it, now I'm in it. Uh-huh. I'm not gonna. They're so they are so different. Um, Lance Hendrickson uh, runs into a pitchfork yeah. into his shoulder, and so you see Pumpkinhead trying to like the feeling of pulling it out, right. and um, mm-hmm. uh, so they finally. They get to, they all end up in this barn, like the dirty yeah. kid and uh, sort of uh, Chris is taken out of action. So it's Tracy, dirty kid, Lance Hendrickson, who runs into a pitchfork accidentally, but is carrying this sort of flamethrower contraption right. that he has, rural flamethrower. And so uh, Tracy ends up using it and kind of, you know, obliterates Pumpkinhead. Um, and uh, and then and, and it's one of those things, too, where like she wounds it and then Lance Hendrickson has to realize that he has to the only way to kill it is if he kills himself. Right. Because they're both kind of, you know, and so he does. It's kind of interesting. He goes off into the, the truck cabin, shoots himself in the head, but then is manages to stagger out right. in front of everyone. So you can see that he's shot himself in the head, which I don't eh, whatever. Um, I mean, there's pumpkin head like what? There, you know? There's a lot of like Lance Hendrickson laying shot dead for yes. a long time. And then there's the mm-hmm. pumpkin head, Lance Hendrickson, pumpkin head. Right, exactly. Um, and so at the very end of it, um, it's the witch, right? Haggis is taking putting a body back into um, that sort of mound thing that we came in the beginning. Um, but the body, and it looks very much like the first body that was pulled out, but this body is wearing the little necklace that Billy gave Ed Harley at the beginning of the movie. And so you realize it's awful. Sorry. And now, you know, if yeah. anyone wants to call Pumpkinhead again, it's going to be Lance Henriksen So now. it's a great racket for Haggis. It is a good racket. she gets to just like cycle bodies through. Totally. And like it's, you don't have to go out and get another one. It's mm-hmm. no big deal. No, totally. Um, I had a thought when they, because they end the film on the shot of the necklace of like, what if the necklace was the whole catalyst? Like something was like, like the cursed with the haunted? necklace. Oh. And like that's what really So it's caused, all Billy's fault? It's all Billy's fault. Damn you, Billy. I killed myself and now it's all a mess. <laughs> I purposely threw myself in front of dirt bikes just to set this whole thing. Wow, Billy's the worst. I thought Joel was the worst. Really? Billy, the most evil character in this movie. I don't know. I, it was just a thought. Um, so this film, it, it, it goes for it as far as effects. I don't think it fully has the chops to like because mm-hmm. i think sam effects wise or like the whole movie the wise? whole movie wise okay. like the effects are are you know unparalleled because it's mm-hmm. sam winston of course they are um and again all practical much like we you know, yes enjoy. And, and you know just to watch it for they built this thing and yeah. it like somebody was in that suit and it was a huge you know and to see certain shots like Pumpkinhead loves to pick you up while it's like on the roof of your house or like in a tree or something and so that shot that they have where they look up and Pumpkinhead is up in the tree, like yeah. a little insane monkey, like holding that girl. And then he drops her on a rock. It's pretty terrifying. Yeah. I'm not quite sure how they did that. Like, that's no. kind of cool. But I don't think the character, are, I think, you know, Stan Winston was probably so concerned with the monster stuff that yeah. he probably didn't spend as much time as he could have yeah. with the actors. Mm-hmm. So I think that lacks a little bit. And there are a lot of characters in this movie, yeah. you know, so it's kind of hard to kind of get invested in any one particular, one particular person's, deal or I mean I know Tracy's like I guess meant to be technically our final girl but I don't care do you know what I mean like you know nothing about yeah. her she's she gets badass kind of fast but you don't really care right you know because as, as horror film fans we know that the important part about making characters and making you care about them so you care when they die and if you mm-hmm. don't care about them then you're just like I'll fucking kill them I don't care so yeah. you know there has to be a kind of connection right. mm-hmm. um so as far as gore factor 
uh, we have uh, one is not enough blood to fill a Dixie cup, two is a puddle of blood, three is enough blood to gross out the average viewer, four is a bathtub of blood, and five is run for the barf bag, and this gets a four in gore. Mm -hmm. I can see that. There's a lot of, you know, tearing apart of things. Yeah, and lots of impaling. Mm -hmm. A lot of people get impaled. Pumpkin is really into that. Um, Movie rating, zero to five chainsaws. One, if you're desperate. Two, barely qualifies as a horror film. Three, seen worse, seen better. Four, not too shabby. And five is fantastagorical. I gave it a three. Julia gave it a three and a half. And I... And I've been thinking about it, and I think I can almost guarantee you that it's for I, the dirty boy. It's for the dirty kid. Unbelievable. That's uh-huh. why that half is there. Got I was it. like, uh-huh. I like the dirty kid so much. A half. Seen worse, seen better. Plus, dirty boy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I got a fascination with dirty kid. I don't know what it is. <laughs> no, I think it is the artful dodger thing. I think. Uh, I think. I think that might be a big part of it. Uh, so next week we're going to be talking about a film that yeah maybe you've heard of the director uh, Steven Spielberg's 1975 Jaws. This movie makes me makes my hands clammy. Don't even. (laughs) Hands clammy, sweat down the back. Oh, watching goosebumps. Josh, watching Jaws with Marion's truly delightful. It's not okay. Oh my god, I want to watch it with you now. It's not okay. Like, oh, I, oh, I want to see it. She's so it stresses me out. Like yeah. really, even right now, I'm already stressed out. Oh, so yeah, she's gotta... sweating. Like I see her like beating up. Okay. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm gonna get through this though. It's gonna be okay. Um, so yeah, so join us next week for that. Yeah, Jaws. <laughs> <Da-da>. <laughs> Everyone was thinking it. I know. <laughs>